Welcome back to episode now 73, everybody. If you're listening to the last episode, you know that we split it in half. In half. This guest episode in half. That's right. Hafe. I thought we would uh, do something a little fun for this episode. But of course, before we get into that, let's do a little rundown. We're going to run down the Website. That's right. By the time this is uploaded, there should be some new merch in the store. So go over to 404pod.com to see what new merch we got in stock. That's right. Now, Tony, are you ready? I'm ready. So here's what I thought, Tony. I thought we flip a coin on Google and we give each other a number and whoever lands on has to do the recap right now. Wait, 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 Oh, you, you bamboozled me. You You were not ready for that, were you? No, no. Yeah, I'm going to share my screen. Oh, no. All right. Which, do you want to be tails or heads? Heads. You want to be heads? You sure? Wait, flip it once. No, no, you have to pick right now. Heads, but I think that's a double... Hell sided coin. I think you're cheating me right it's now. It's literally Google. <laughs> oh, Google doesn't lie. <laughs> yes. Google doesn't lie. Right. So you're picking heads. Final answer. Heads, yes. All right. Uh, Fling. You have to do the recap. No, not, you said I didn't pick a number as well. <laughs> what? I don't know. Best out of three. I mean, come on. Best out of three. I, I said, do you want to be heads or tails? Yeah, but I, it's it was best out of three. Whoever it lands on has to do it. It's best out of three, though. That's them oh, the rules. Oh, that's fair. I like it. I like it. All right. Yeah, them the rules. Flip. Oh, oh tails. On tails. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> best out of five. No, uh. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> Should never agree to this. <laughs> All right, first try, no take backs. Let's get into it. <clears throat> Last time on D&D 404, oh. bracket, evil bracket. <laughs> evil edition. <laughs> Our Red Guard band of warriors featuring Nifton, Klepp, and Zerdis found their way to the Burnsley Farmstead where there were some ominous things going going on. There you go, Tony. Ominous. Yes. As they arrive at the Burnsley Farmstead, they are greeted by the crew and promptly find out that there is a dead animal in front of one of the houses. Now, this house, for some reason, after being searched by Zertus, was found to have magic somewhere in the basement that was probably guiding all these animals to the house. Another wolf appeared and then died as well. Shortly after examining the basement, they discover a huge red ore vein, and soon screams arose from outside as zombie creatures appeared all around the farm. It didn't take too long to take care of the creatures, but needless to say, many were shook and injured. A few farmhands were taken down where they were <clears throat> fed to the crystal, and at the end of the episode, boom, a giant skeleton beaked creature appeared? Bard, why don't you play us into that intro? 
ominous intro. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is DND 404. Organ. There is a massive hole from the easternmost farmhouse. That's where this this massive demon is erupting from. As the three of you leave the house, the house looks like it's now condemned and is coming down. You see this massive demon, top of its torso sticking out of the ground. I'm going to need everybody to roll me initiative. It's a 16 for Nifton. 23. Got an 8. We are going to start combat as this massive demon is erupting out of the ground. It is huge as it is lanky. We're going to start at the top of the round with initiative 23. Now, Zerdus and Klepp. We're gonna modify the frightened condition here. We're not gonna say you, you just need to run away. You're gonna roll anything negative towards this demon with disadvantage. As you are now frightened with this ability, at the end of your initiative, you can re-roll that constitution saving throw to see if you're still frightened. That DC is 15. We're gonna go ahead and start the top of the round with Zerdus as you run out of the house and this demon erupting, destroying the farmhand house. You hear all the people screaming as they're tied up around the well. And then you hear uh, Mr. Burnsley scream, I let me go, let me help, let me get my daughters out of here. Uh, I'm gonna take a look at the uh, one look at the demon and be like, "All right, no, no time to be that afraid. No time. I'm going to uh, start with a bonus action. I'm going to start a blade song. What does a blade song do? Overall, it gives me. Uh, it lasts for one minute, which hopefully is enough for an entire combat. It's a plus three bonus to AC, which will bring me up to 19. It increases my speed by 10 feet, which brings me up to 40. It gives me advantage on acrobatics checks, uh, plus three to con saving throws, which will be useful in about 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, no, I should read the rest of the sentence first. Plus three to con uh, to maintain concentration spell. Oh. Just just for that, but still good. Uh, so that's my bonus action. As an action, I'm going to cast haste on myself. Choose a willing creature you can see within range. That's me. Uh, until the spell ends, the target's speed is doubled, which is now 80 feet. Plus two to AC, which puts me on 21. Advantage on deck saving throws, which I already had. Gains an additional action on each turn. That action can only be used to take attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. Uh, unfortunately, when the spell ends, uh, I do have to rest for a whole turn. Ooh. So, uh, so casting it is one action, but it does take uh, effect immediately. So I do still get an action. Yeah. And uh, as a cantrip, I'm going to cast Booming Blade mm. on the demon. Uh, so I take a regular attack on it. That is a. Uh, is that a melee move or is it a range? Uh, so Booming Blade. Uh, let's just read all the spells. You brandish the weapon used in the spell's casting. That'll be my rapier. Make a melee attack with it against one creature within five feet. On a hit, the target suffers the weapon's normal attack effects and then becomes sheathed in booming energy until the start of your next turn. If the target willingly moves five feet or more, uh, the target takes, and at this level, it'll be uh, 2d8 thunder damage. Ooh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Heck yes. Uh, so that is 11 on the die plus, uh, plus eight. That's a 19 to hit. That's going to hit. Wow. Blade Singer, baby. It's uh, d8 plus five or a big six damage. Yeah, he gets the uh, the booming energy around him. Nice. I am going to take my movement and run him about 30 or so feet away, 35 feet away, which will give him an attack of opportunity. As you see, his lumbering bony arm begins to swipe as you uh, run away with a 22 to hit. Healing. Just hits. Yeah. He's going to do 10 points of slashing damage. I'm going to need you to make me a constitution saving throw with DC 8. 
that's uh, 14. Okay, you pass as your armor takes the brunt of the slash and you see that like his long nails are just really sharp bone. And you see that these can really mess you up as like, even though you just took 10 points of slashing damage, you managed to like deflect the brunt of it. As he gets hit, I'm gonna use my reaction. Uh, it's called protective field. It's one of my psionic powers. Okay. And I'm <laughs> be a little protective of Zerdy here. I'm like, whoa, watch it. And you do see as he hits you, this force bubble kind of pushes you outside of the claw attack. So it's not as deep as it could have been. And you, the damage is reduced by a D8 plus my intelligence, which is seven points of damage. Well, that's really good. Take, it off. take three points of slashing. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you go ahead, you take that attack of opportunity and you get uh, 30 feet away. We're going to go to initiative 20 real quick. That booming blade, what type of damage was that? It was thunder damage? Yes. You see that as you hit him with the booming blade and he swiped back at you, you see right above his head, between his horns, red lightning begins to snap and crackle between them. As they begin, as the red lightning begins to shift from red to this deep yellow. And then he looks like he gets coated as the flesh begins to harden up around him as he glistens yellow for a moment. Then we're gonna move to initiative 16, which is Nifton. All right, we're gonna make it out of here unscathed, I hope. Back to business. And I use a bonus action to poison my blade once more. Okay. And I am a little quicker with my step now. You do see that Nifton is smiling now. He likes fighting. He likes being in business and making things hurt. <laughs> and I, I actually run up pretty excited and start slashing at it with my, or piercing it with my rapier. Okay. So it's going to take a 26 to hit as well as a 22 to hit. Yeah, those both gonna hit. And it will take 14 plus 14. That is 28 points of piercing poison damage. And it has to make a constitution saving throw of 14 or take more. Constitution saving throw? Of course. Then I will do an extra. Wow, that is the second nat 20 on a con saving throw. Kidding I am not. That is amazing. <laughs> Ridiculous. Must be nice. On both? Oh, oh, just the first one. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was on both. The second one was a 10. He fails. Nice. So it will take an extra 10 points of poison damage and three points. <laughs> uh, oh, plus my intelligence. So that is six points of force damage. Goodness. With one use of my psionics strike. You guys are doing a lot of damage to us. You're just slicing and dicing it up. I'm loving it. He's in his element right now. Is there anything you'd like to do at the end of your turn? Mm, smile more. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it resistant to any of that or is it? Not that it, you can tell. Because I just have, uh, if it is resistant to poison, I'll just let you know. I negate that resistance with my poison repeat. No, he's not. He's not resistant to it. All right. All right. We're going to go to initiative 10, which is this large demon turn as you are now slashing it up and you are doing a significant amount of damage to it as it now looks at you and it looms over and looks down and he's going to attack you nifted i already took his turn <laughs> no that was oh, a no. round was 20. A... yeah oh, no. yeah <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh i think you know it's, been it's a while coming since i've bled bring it on <laughs> it makes me bleed my own blood you see that he comes down with a massive bite but rather he's going to slam his beak-like face into you. Oh my god, he got a nat one as he just slams into the ground. You see that it's stuck for a bit. And as he pulls his face... Glances off my shield. As he pulls himself out of the ground, he's going to 
give you another slash with a 15 to hit. Uh -uh. Misses as it scaves no. off his shield. No, I'm such And then as he roars, he's going to come at you with a third attack as he lifts his head up. But then you see from its jawless mouth, its jawless beak, this sharp bone with flesh wrapped around it creak out, snapping from its body, and then in a spear-like motion comes at you. 17? Nope. <laughs> Damn! That was close. <laughs> <laughs> Lands right next to you. This massive bone spear is now sticking out of the ground. The bone spear that just shot out is twice your size. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I like shield away the beak, slash away the slash period, and then another just shield up <laughs> to hit it away. We're going to go to initiative nine, which are the guards and Adoram. And you see the like... Form the position, form the position, and Adoram takes out two long swords, and he gets ready to go in there. He joins you, Nifton. He comes in, and he begins to slash it up, and you see that the swords he's holding are like two massive great swords, two-hander swords in either hand, and he comes at with a gruesome attack. Ooh, the 14 and a 15. The first one is going to bounce off, but the second one comes in dealing 16 points of slashing damage and an additional five points of force damage. As you see that, he slashes across his chest and you hear as it begins to moan from the blades. And then you see the guards take out longbows and they begin to shoot as they are almost somewhat protecting the farmhands wrapped around the well. Three of those arrows are going to hit. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Dealing an additional 11 points of damage total. So how the rest of this fight is going to go is that the guards in Adorim are just pretty much doing supplemental damage here. And you three are the heroes, theoretically. Woo. Yeah. And we're going to move to initiative eight, which is Clep. <gasps> that's me. My boy. I mean, that's me. <laughs> okay, so since... I am feared, not Nifton. I am feared. <laughs> Does that mean I not I can't uh run towards it, right? Um, for we just modified it a little bit for this combat. Um all attacks are at disadvantage. Okay. Well, on that note, uh I'm still just I'm gonna take out my bow. I have a short bow. Okay. And uh I'm gonna try to shoot it from here and see how it goes. Sure. It's uh it's an eight didn't go well <laughs> no you hear the bow twang as you're like oh, okay i got this okay uh massive demon massive demon bring and it just the arrow wildly misses all right i'm gonna use my bonus action to go stealth. yeah yeah all right you want to kind of action self uh go ahead and make me a stealth check a 23 you believe that you are hidden from this emotionless demon towering above you perfect i'm awesome gonna get right behind him yeah he's so he's still he's actually like kind of sticking out of a broken house at the moment you really can't get behind him but you can get Whatever around way, him he's not facing yeah him. no yeah 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 and then that'll be my turn okay we're gonna go back to the top of the round which is initiative 23 zertus demon didn't move correct he did not boo nifting kind of kept him at bay yeah all right so that's the end of the boom i'm going to cast fire bolt uh, oh, should I have a? Should I have done a con check at the end of last turn for the frightened? Oh shit! Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see, let's see that real quick. Uh, it's a twelve on the die plus con uh, fourteen. That's going to fail. Okay, you need a fifteen or higher. Yeah. What about an eighteen? An eighteen's gonna do it, bud. <laughs> 
Oh, it must be nice. It's pretty great over here. It's Erdy's first time. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I'll fire bolt anyway. Uh, we'll do it with this advantage. Just gonna set the D20 out here. Uh, cool. It's a seven and a one. So Ooh. did not fire bolt. No, those two are going to. You see that the firebolt lands on him, but it does nothing. As this just seems to be absorbed into him. Whoa, watch for your firing, Zerdy. And it goes by my head. <laughs> these, these calculations take time. We learn from error. You should be a genius by now. You would think. <laughs> this guy's got jokes. <laughs> um, second action, uh, my attack is going to be uh, my cold breath weapon. Is that a line or a cone? Uh, it's a line. Love that. Uh, he needs a he needs a dex. Dex saving throw. Okay. Yeah. He. I think I could manage one of those. I think I could manage one of those. How does an eighteen fare? Uh, eighteen is gonna pass. I'll be half damage. Um, two d ten. Not a great two d ten. So six divided by two is only three damage. You shoot him with your cold beam, and he takes three points of damage as his focus remains unfazed. Looking down at Adoram and Nifton. We're going to go to initiative 20. As you see the red lightning crackles between his horns at the top of his head, you see that it, from the yellow lightning crack, it begins to glow purple. <laughs> Coats his body as you see it toughens up just a little bit more. We're going to go to initiative 16, Nifton. So I'm going to use... Uh, as I'm kind of crouching down behind my shield, you do see Nifton take a <sighs> breath in, and I'm going to use my psionic recovery, which is a bonus action, to get one of my dice back. Oh. My psionic dice back. Okay. <sighs> All right, back in the battle, and I start swinging again. Uh, first one is going to be a natural. So I'm just going to crit that damage real quick like. And that's uh, a rough crit. <laughs> but it does do 14 damage. And then the poison damage, it has to roll a constitution saving throw on that. It rolled a dirty 20. Yep, that'll pass. So it does not take that 19. Okay. And I'll slash at it again with a 24 to hit. It'll take another 11 points of damage. And it makes it makes another constitution saving throw. And that's poison, you said? Yep. That one's going to fail. Lovely. So it'll take an extra six points of poison damage, and I will use another one of my die to add some force damage on top of that. That'll be a nice solid 10. You see that the force damage does not hurt it. Oh, all right. Wow. As it quickly glows purple for about a moment when, that's, when that force damage hits. Yeah, it pushes me back a little bit and I get a little angry. <laughs> that's all I'm doing on my turn. So we're gonna move to initiative 10, which is this demon as he roars for the massive amount of damage you just gave him, Nifted. You are giving him a run for his money as he shrieks into the sky. And then as a bonus action, he is going to turn ethereal and suddenly he is opaque, ghostly. And he begins to move like a ghost running through uh, you and Adelram. He jumps over to where the well is now standing fully tall. He is hunched over these poor people that are tied to the well and materializes back into his physical form. And you see that he is hovering over these people. And then as his action, he's going, you see this large bone spear come out of its body and you see its body contorting like it's adjusting itself, almost like a drill, reshaping its body. 
and a massive bone pillar comes out, stabs one of the farmhands. And you see that the farmhand that got stabbed with this massive bone drill begins to get drained. And then as he's getting drained, the demon before you begins to shift as it begins to bubble and swell almost like a mosquito as he becomes a bloated version of himself <sighs> gets larger an extra set of arms come out as these decrepit bone wings appear almost doubling in size i'm furiously taking notes <laughs> that is going to be its turn as you see it begins to gain this deep red color of himself we're gonna go to initiative nine, which are the guards. As three arrows get shot at it instead of four, two of them are going to hit, dealing a modest seven points of damage here. And then you look at you look at Muller, and he he looks sick, and he goes to get up off the chair. He has his he's sitting in a chair, and he has the bow in his hand, and he goes to get up, and he hurt and he keys over, and then you look at him, and you see his back bubbling, and it explodes. God. As you see that his blood is no longer red, it is now this dark, murky, black liquid. In the spot where he popped, where all these body parts and limbs scattered, you see these little maw demons. <laughs> you see these, like uh. his arm gets up and it grows like from the uh, loose appendage from the arm, forms another loose arm and these little feet with a with a giant uh splitting its arm into like a massive mouth so imagine like a mouth with legs just running around and there are four of them and that will end the guard's turn and we'll go to initiative eight which is clep on the roost <laughs> yeah like <Clep. laughs> so the bloated demon hit one of those bodies around the well yeah the and there's uh, five more bodies around that well. Five very scared farmhands, and they're screaming as he just watched one of their friends just get the life sucked out of them, and not in a good way. All people are bodies. That's what we call them, you know? Yeesh! Yeesh, bro. Kleps, uh, he doesn't uh, discriminate. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go 30 feet until I get to one of the first uh, little mod demons. Yeah. And then I'm gonna stealth attack that. And it got a dirty 20. That's gonna hit. So 17 damage. That will almost kill it as you just like beating this thing down. It looks very bloody. It's like barely holding on as you attack like Muller's leg. I want to get to the uh, the well, but as I'm going past, I stab one of these uh, little mod demons hoping to kill it. And I stab it just thinking that it, my one stab's gonna drop it. And I took almost one step and I hear it make another noise. And I instantly turn around and stab it again. <laughs> on that second stab, you don't even need to roll for damage. You're just like, do the killing blow. No. <laughs> then, uh, so that's my move, my action, and my bonus action. We're gonna go to initiative 23. Zertus, you don't get anything back from your, from Timbat. So you see that Timbat has been in the woods for a good amount of time now, and you don't see anything out of the ordinary, and you don't see a dwarf child anywhere. So he started to make his way back. Uh, can I call out, uh, Captain Beckford? It's my observation that uh, when this creature uh, seems to, for lack of a better term, 
drink someone that he grows in power are uh, how do I put this delicately are these friends of ours that are tied up or are they a liability look out for yourself and your fellow troops the other ones are just casualties loud and clear sir and just you know expressionless unblinking I'm gonna cast fireball oh oh no wow oh no the bodies. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna center on the, the the demon, and you know if it hits them, it hits them. It will hit them. Yes. All right. Let me get a bunch of d sixes here. As I see this fireball go through the air, I've never been more proud. Of my, <laughs> my teammate. <laughs> There's some ASMR for you. Thirty-one. Mm-hmm. Thirty-one points of damage. Amazing. As the fireball explodes. As you hit the demon, you see that the five people tied up to the well that this demon is standing over are also hit by its flames. And they all begin to scream as they are all ignited. Ah! Ah! Oh, I'm burning! Ah! Oh, this is terrible! Ah! It's okay, guys. He's just going to drink you. Ah! I'm not sure what's worse. Ah! Don't, don't worry about it. I'm taking away his power source. It's going to be okay. <laughs> These poor people are burning to death from your fireball, and he's going to take 31 points of damage. Awesome. How's he looking? Pretty roughed up, but I mean, this demon is made of flesh and bone. You don't know if it's doing well or not. Cool. So for my second action, <laughs> another fireball. Uh, no, I'm out of third bullet slots. I am going to. Uh, well, I can't do two spells. Uh, I can cantrip. I'll, I'll fire bolt him. So that's going to be a nat 20. Oh my lord. Oh my lord! You love to see it. Uh, so that's gonna be forty ten. Uh, what are, are your crit rules uh, standard by the book? Double the die, yeah. Okay, cool. So by the book. I feel like every DM I play with has different rules, and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we flip flopped a couple of times, so we settled on that. Yeah, one. actually, that last game I played with you was a little different too. So it's a uh, it's a worthwhile question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give you that sound again. Twenty five fire damage. Wow. You see that he shrieks in pain as you hit with that second uh, fireball. You see that as he takes that second fireball on his turn, he's going to make a reaction. And you see that as he's bloated, he moves very quickly, jumps, leaps across, cracks the ground right in front of you lumbering over you as you see that his flesh begins to bubble and again expressionless awesome what else are you doing on your turn you know, if he's fast so am i i'm gonna bolt away 50 feet sure you will t uh actually no you won't because that's the reaction yeah perfect cool i'm gonna run right between his legs and go behind <laughs> all right later go behind this little hay bale right here yeah next turn if you'd like you can go ahead and take half cover um we're gonna go to initiative 20 as you see the bloated demon, as it used its reaction to move and position itself, you see that the bloated demon's flesh begins to bubble, and then all, all of these blood spikes begin to appear all over its body. I need everybody to make me a dexterity saving throw as a ball of blood spears are ejected from this thing's body. Mm, that's a 15. The thing 14. I'm the best at. I get a nat one. Goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. It still comes out to a seven with the pluses, but. Uh, 13 is the higher one. My dex is plus four, seven. Each of you take, except Zertus, 
you're gonna take 24 points of piercing damage as these massive blood spears both of you. I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. The DC eight. A 16. That passes. Perfect. As, but not good for Orin as one of the blood spears hits him and pins him up against the wall as blood spits out of his mouth. He looks like he's on his last dying breath as the massive spear is through his chest. We're gonna move to initiative 16, which is nifted. I do look at Clep. I'm like, all right, switch. And we kind of do rotation and I go towards the maw monsters up north and I'm going to attack the first one with my rapier. It's going to be a 14 to hit. That'll hit. With uh, 12 poison piercing damage and it needs to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, a whopping six. Yeah, <laughs> it'll take uh, five more points of poison damage. Dead. Nice. I'll move on to the next one and do the same thing with my rapier. Attack him with a 16. That'll and hit. that'll be seven points of damage. Okay. It makes a, another constitution saving throw, or it'll take five more. Uh, 16. That'll pass, so it does not. And then I will use one of my psionic dice to do uh, five points of force damage. Okay, it's looking a bit hurt, but it's not dead. And then I will use a bonus action second wind to get a D10 plus five back. So that'll be 12 points of health back to me. He takes another deep breath and puts up his shield ready for the Maw Monsters. And speaking of, we're going to go to Initiative 10, which are the Maw Monsters and the Massive Demon. And the Maw Monsters are going to go first as the two remaining are going to bite you. Bring it. One got a nat 20. Yeah, I don't think anything will help. Uh, the second that. one got a nat 20. <laughs> How? Are you serious? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> you're lying, bro. <laughs> On these little mom monsters. That's insane. I went from the luckiest rolls at the beginning to the worst rolls on mom monsters. Oh, bro. <laughs> little, uh, little convenient. The guy without a camera has got two, two yeah, nat 20s. Yeah, interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to take 19 points of piercing damage from the first one. Well, first An one. additional 15 points of damage from the second one. <laughs> And you're gonna make me two constitution saving throws. All right, first one is more than enough at a 23. The next one will be a now one, so there's that. <laughs> you suffer one point of exhaustion. Really? Wow. Jeez. How's you looking otherwise? On a scale of one to 60. Not good. <laughs> uh, now we're gonna go to the bigger, the bigger demon, the bloated demon, as it begins to shriek and roar. It is going leap in between Clep and Adorem. Lands. Massive crack in the ground. Big old hellish shriek. And is going to make one attack against Clep with its massive bite coming down. With a 23 to hit, that is. you're going to take 13 points of piercing damage and you're going to make me a constitution saving throw. I'm going to use my uncanny dodge. Nice. There it is. So it's half. And then, what is it, constitution? Yes. Uh, 15. Okay, that passes. Awesome. And then it's going to make an attack against Adoram. Seven, that misses. And it's going to make its third attack against you as a massive blood spear begins to form from its jowls. With a seven to hit, this massive blood spear splashes into the ground right next to you missing, but I'm going to need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. 
You're talking about me? Yeah. Okay. And Adorant makes it too, but he's an NPC. Nat 20. Ooh, with you, managed, you managed to get some cover behind the hay bales behind you, getting none of this black murky blood on you. Adoram does the same as he uses his cloak and he bellows it in front of him to uh, make sure nothing gets on him. We're going to move to initiative nine, which are the guards as they begin to shoot arrows. Ooh, one got a nat 20 and one got an 11. Dealing nine points of additional damage. And then Adoram's going to go up and he's going to make two attacks here with his massive greatswords. Ooh, with a 16 to hit, he's going to deal uh, just five points. He got a little roll on that one. He's going to deal five. He's going to deal eight points of damage on that one. And then we're going to move to initiative eight, which is Clep. That's me. Since he's right next to me, I'll attack him. Let's do that. Got a nine. And I quickly say, you know what? Mm, we'll not do this. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go stealth. Go ahead and make me a stealth check. But he is looking at you. So how are you going to go stealth? Um, I do a pocket sand and rolled a 25. <laughs> uh, so where are you going? <laughs> you got to move somewhere on because he's like looking right at you. <laughs> <laughs> As the famous saying, just because you are, just because you hide doesn't mean you are hidden. I see you go behind a table. So how, how creative? With a twenty-five, you get away. I just want to know how you do it. So uh, a lot of hay over there. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just go ahead and do take a big old swan dive right into the hay. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, love Eagle it. Eagle noise. Yep. Hawk noise. And then you do a little ventriloquist, little ventriloquism to be like, I'm over here behind you. Yep. 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 Perfect. Throw your voice. <laughs> Um, awesome. We're going to go to the top of the round, which is initiative 23. Zerdus, as you go and uh, Timbat returns to you, you see that the people burning to death like, this is worse. This is so, this is so painful. As they are now seared and there are six burned bodies wrapped around the well. You see. Add that, add that to my notes. Fire worse. <laughs> you see that um, Darek, the Mr. Burnsley, the father, is crying a bit as his two daughters were some of the people that were wrapped around that well. As his son is tied up with him. And he is like, you killed him. You willingly killed him. We asked you for help and you killed them. With that demon looming over them, they were already dead. I saved us. How's the demon looking? Does it look hurt at all? I, I know it's hard to, or is it too hard to tell? You wouldn't be able to tell. Okay, good. Yeah, because you just, you've never seen anything like this before, and it's a ball of blood. Okay, I'm going to, with my first action, I'm going to take a regular rapier attack. Oh, you're going to get right near it. Yeah. Awesome, okay. 19 to hit. That's going to hit. I'm going to use my, uh, my piercer feet that I should have done like a long time ago and re-roll that one damage. Uh, it's going to turn to five, plus five is ten damage. Okay. Slash into it. Uh, with my haste action, I'm going to use one of these items you let me have. Uh, I'm going to activate my Pearl of Power. Ooh, what does the Pearl of Power do? Uh, while this Pearl is on your person, you can use an action to speak its command word and regain one expended spell slot. Oh, damn. If the expended spell slot is fourth level or higher, which, which I'm not high enough level for, it is now third level. Uh, once you use the pearl, it can't be used again until next dawn. Hmm, interesting. 
I'm going to get back on my third level slots. It's the happy warlock somewhere in the distance <laughs> thinking about that item. Is. <laughs> uh, can, you, can you believe that's uncommon? I know. I did not that's expect that one. to be an uncommon item. That was awesome. Did some, did some research for this character. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to try to take uh, take you know, at least half cover what I can behind this, bale, uh, this hay bale. Yeah, perfect. All right. Um, we're going to go ahead and go to initiative 20 which is this bloated demon as it begins to bubble and bubble and as it begins to bloat and then all these little blood spears. Everyone make me a dexterity saving throw. I still have advantage. Natural 20 for me. Wow. Even if you can't see? This is just, this isn't like a directed attack. This is like a ball of blood spears. Yeah. This is a lair action. What is this? Dexterity or? Uh, Dexterity saving throw, yeah. Uh, With advantage, it's a dirty 20. Ooh. Dirty 20 as well. Nice. The three of you are fine, but one of them strikes Mr. Burnsley. As blood drips down, as he's dwarfed, pun intended, dwarfed in size by this massive blood spear, it explodes on impact. And he looks up at you, Zertus, from the stump through the hay bales. He goes, We asked you for help, and you killed us. And blood oozes from his mouth. Considers an expression, but <laughs> so emotionless. We're gonna go. This is, not, this, this is not the time. <laughs> We're gonna go to initiative 16, which is Nifton. You also see, I forgot, I forgot to say that as he popped, as all these blood spears came out, you see that he has he's no longer swelled up and he is now back to its original form as the blood is drained from him and he looks like. He's no longer bloated. I bet that feels a lot better. Gas released. You know? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you hear a sigh of relief. Like, That's a cool mechanic. Bad for us, but cool. I'm on an illusion of fart. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to feel so much better after that. Demon fart too. It was just gas, guys. <laughs> Nifton, go ahead and uh, take your initiative. Yeah, Nifton is not too happy about uh, the people dying, actually. Especially one of his own. Even if he didn't love the guy that much, it was still like one of his crew, so... He's just getting back to work here. And I'm going to attack the hurt one with my rapier. And that's gonna be a 17 to hit. Yeah, nine points of damage. Uh, that's going to do it. That's gonna, yeah. Do it in. <laughs> Bang, dead. Move on to the next one, the last one. And I'll hit with my rapier for a 24 to hit. It's gonna hit. <laughs> yeah. Just dead. There goes 13 points. Nice. Increasing poison damage and a constitution saving throw of 14 or higher, or it'll take 12 more. It fails, and that's force damage, right? Poison. Poison. You see, it, it dies from the poison as you, uh, the extra 14 points of damage. You see, because he's kind of in serious mode now, he makes quick work of them, and then I'm going to action surge as I roll over to the demon, and I'm going to keep attacking. That's going to be a natural 20 to hit. Okay. That is... Oh, 22. I crit on both the dies. That's 22 points of piercing damage. And it needs to make a constitution saving throw of 14 or higher or take 17 more points of poison damage. It failed. Bang. How's it looking? <laughs> uh, Nifton. Finish him. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so a, not so much of a grim, but kind of an annoyed expression comes over Nifton's face as he just... <laughs> Two quick slashes to these maw monsters rolls over and with this shot up probably through its like kneecap he uses the last bit 
of his psionic energy to shoot all the poison up straight through its knee up into the bottom of its chin. You see that as the poison spirals up, you see that the demon begins to shamble and the lightning begins to zap between his horns. That was uh, almost changing the element he was and it begins to it like pops and you hear like this boom, boom. And it, all that poison damage that was spiraling up from your blade meets the impact of the crackling lightning and then begins to spiral down and then you see this demon finally have one emotion and it looks like it's staring off into the void and then boom as the bones and blood begin to splatter i need everyone to make me one more dexterity saving throw as all this sharp bone and blood tissue is spread all over 17 uh 13. uh i got a 19 and with a 19 you just see Nifton walk very slowly over to Mueller. As all the blood rains coming down, he's just not even paying attention. He just lights another <sighs> cloud bloom cigarette and just sits down amongst the splatter where Mueller used to be. As you take a whiff from your pipe, Clep, you get hit with one of these very sharp bones. And then as it hits you, you see that your veins begin to illuminate and get darkened. Uh-oh. As you take 10 points of necrotic damage, and you see that the blackness uh, within your veins uh, kind of take over, and it's slowly spreading throughout your arm. Similar effects to what Muller had. Well, that would have downed me, so... <laughs> it, it would have? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you are downed in this hay as you go to, like, come up and you are infected with this black, murky blood coursing through your veins. Guys, what are you doing? You got a down teammate. Uh, we're still initiative then, right? You're out of combat, but yes, you have initiative. Okay, so yeah, I'm still hasted, so I got 80 movement. Uh, I do have on me one um, potion of healing. Yeah, that would do something. So I'm going to go ahead and use that. You go ahead and you administer the potion of healing to him, and then Clep does regain health. However, the black veins stay. Make a quick note of that. <laughs> I call out to uh, call out to the captain. You see the captain sheets his great swords, and he walks over and he looks at Klepp. He looks at the demon. Looks at you. He needs more than healing. I lied. Do we have a cleric among us? No, we don't. <laughs> no, unless you guys are one of you three are cleric. Um, he looks at you, Klepp. He walks you over to the bale of hay. And he sits you down as you finish off the potion. Well, we can't have any more of those more demons running around, can we? No. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have any cleric around us. I do get up slowly and I uh, put my cigarette out right next to uh, half of Muller's head. <laughs> and I, I do walk over and is there, do I see a point where I could, because it hit it, you said it hit him in the arm? It did. And it's like slowly, you see his vein slowly getting taken over by this black murky blood. I kind of put my sword out towards the upper half of his arm and I just kind of look at Clep like, what other option you got, buddy? <laughs> uh, kidding me. At least it's my bad one. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to try and like chop off his arm. <laughs> I like it. It was a lot better. It's a lot better than what I was thinking, but I'm going <laughs> to need you to make me. So here's how it's going to go. You're going to chop his arm off at the elbow. If you mess this up, it's going to spread past the elbow. 
and then you need to take a little more off. Uh, I'm going to once it's at the neck, it's going to be a little bit harder. Right. Right. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold his arm down and hopefully give him the help action. You're going to chop off his arm, and the DC is going to be what's a fun DC? Attainable, attainable, but a little bit of a reach to clear his arm off in a swing. 14, 14 good. Makes sense. That's fun. 14, so you're gonna make me a strength check on DC 14. It has been over a minute, but just in case, I you do see just with a very slow wipe of the blade, shing, I take off the last bit of poison from my blade, line it up. All right, it's my sting a little. And I, it's gonna be a 22. Ooh. That's gonna do a clap. Your arm comes off as blood spews from its joint. Uh. <laughs> as you cauterize the wound, you begin to package it up. Uh, Zertus, we could say that you do like a firebolt here to cauterize the wound. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna firebolting him. He would take nine points of damage, but I use the last bit of my psionic power to make sure that it's as clean of a cut as possible. So I also reduce the damage by uh, four. <laughs> okay, wow. fair enough. Wow. Okay, it's fair, it's fair, it's fair, fair is fair. Gotta take something. That would've killed them, that would've been great. So you <laughs> now no longer have an arm and two weapon fighting is now one weapon fighting. And maybe with a little, little bit of training, maybe you could put a dagger in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, what is two hand weapon fighting? I mean, dual wielding or whatever it is. Is it two weapon fighting? Two weapon fighting is just, abs it's absurd. You just get an extra attack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like, what is two weapon fighting? Is it two weapons in one hand? Is it one hand and is it one weapon in each hand? It's no, so undescriptive. One, yeah, it's just one. Yeah, is it your feet? Holding in one hand. I push the nub over towards Zerdis. All right, light her up. For the wound, yeah, I'm just going to cast a very careful firebolt. Yeah. <laughs> You see the arm on the floor where the black blood has reached the uh, the veins. Uh -huh. You see that like the blood is like reaching out, trying to reach for something. Oh. And then you see it die off. And uh, w once it dies off, I'm just gonna have a firebolt it anyway. It's always good. It's always <laughs> a good thought. Adoram looks at you and goes, oh, I've seen worse. We did what we needed to do. And then you see that um, Adoram looks at the wreckage of the house and he looks into the pit where the basement was and you see that the blood or vein is now gone. And is a massive crater where it was. But you see the contraption and it is now closed up. But it has like a little gauge on it that looks now full. Okay, Klep, you take a breather. Nifton, there it is, good job. We're gonna do one last sweep of the premises. And we need to make sure there's no <clears throat> loose ends. Nifton, go ahead and get the contraption. Zeridus, go check the main house one more time for me. Loud and clear, sir. Freeman, go check the other farmstead house. Valen, you assist him. We'll just make sure there's no one left. And the three of you begin to search. Klep is um, going to chill out for a moment. He grabs the contraption and you begin to search. Yeah, I go through the main house looking under beds and through like wardrobes. Zerdus, you do the same thing and you look through the main house and you enter the main bedroom and there's beautiful animal rugs everywhere, big gold comfy bed, there's fireplaces in every single room, long ornate tables. It looks like not only did they live well, the farm hands lived well too. It looks like everybody was treated right here. And while Nifton is in 
the dining area, you go into the master bedroom and you notice in the corner of the room, there is a little latch, a hidden trap door that blends in with the floor that is slightly elevated. And you hear some clanking and moving of uh, food and chairs from the living room and Nifton is like really looking around. Maybe in his lazy nature, grabbing some bread, making himself a little snack. You lift this trap door and you see the lost son hiding underneath this little trap door, this little panic room that's made. It's a little dwarven boy, early teens, frightened, he looks up at you. He's this massive white dragonborn just lumbering over him. He has a tiny brown cinched bag. Looks like it's holding something that's about one foot in diameter. You don't know what it is. He's breathing very heavily, but he's trying to control his breath. He looks at you very scared. What are you doing? I had to really think about this. <laughs> um, hey, there's nothing in here. Nothing in the kitchen. You got something? I'm yelling through the uh, the house. I don't answer. Dirty. You okay in there? I start walking towards the door. The dwarven child starts shaking his head, almost like he's pleading with you. I, I hold out my hand and, ge- and gesture to the bag. He looks at the bag and then he looks up at you and he's trying to keep it. And he's like, he's tearing up and he's begging. I'm at the door now. I gesture again. Give me a persuasion check. It's only a seven. I'm sorry, 12. He like reluctantly gives you the bag. Take a quick peek inside. It is a golden hammer. Do I recognize it at all? Any insignias or anything? You see a lot of dwarven insignias on it. And then he pleads with you. He's like, take it, please. I drop it back in the hole. I kick open the door. Hey, uh, you good in here? I thought you died. <laughs> Don't need uh, any more of those today, so. We're, we're clear. Good, yeah, all right. Oh, what, what we got? You find uh, you find the goods? I don't know what goods are left, but they weren't here. All right. I see the jewelry. I'm like, ah, <laughs> Clep's going to love these. <laughs> I, pick, I pick up all the jewelry for Clep. <laughs> Put it in a bag. All right, uh, meet, meet you outside, I guess. I follow. The two of you go back outside, and they find one farmhand that happened to escape or was hidden for a little bit of time. And he puts him by the well, and he's begging, please, let me live. I won't speak of it. I won't say anything. Please, I won't report anything. Just let me live. Just let me live. And Adel Ram looks over at you, Nifton, and he goes, put him out of his misery. And he turns around, and he heads towards the cart with the contraption. Yeah, I look over at, uh, who's left on our squad? <laughs> uh, Valen, Freeman, Half a clep, <laughs> Zerdus, and you. 80 per, 80% at least. Yeah, 80% yeah. clep. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know how this part goes. Nifton is also quite classist, so he, you know, was trying to save the kind of like the people that own this place, but probably has no feelings for this commoner, I suppose. We're in an evil part of the podcast, okay? Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> And I put the last, uh, I don't even put any poison on, but I brandish my blade and make it swift and just a clean swift over the, through the neck. And that is where we're going to end this session. Congratulations, gentlemen. You did your first evil can- your first evil session, your evil first evil session. playthrough. <laughs> and that is what happened at the Burnsley Farmstead. That ah, Duncan yes. alluded to at the beginning of the campaign, where he may or may not have went to when you went back to the town of Gilo. Yeah. To help out. Mm-hmm. That was fun. 
Jason, did you have fun? I had fun. I have never played Evil before. Neither have I. You did it very well. <laughs> you had a little moment there at the end. I, uh, you know, I, I started off thinking it was going to be more evil than that. <laughs> and I, I kind of had some ideas of like possibly even betraying. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, as it kind of evolved, like, listen, listen, I, I decided against it. I, as it evolved, I kind of uh, saw saw um, Zerdus going a little more true neutral. There were lots of mm. decisions uh, Nifton was making as well. Yeah, I, I, I feel I feel true neutral for a uh, for like a scholarly you know wizard type who just knows mm. how to fight and is he's he's more interested in learning about what's going on and doesn't really care about the consequences of it. Right. Yes. Uh, that's a very good approach, especially for like a wizard, which is like an uncommon approach for a wizard. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited to talk more about like why we made certain decisions in the after show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. We have an after show. <laughs> yeah. Um Clep lost his arm, but you know what? He would have died, which is good. Yeah. You know, I saw the end. <laughs> Maybe there'll be some callbacks about it. That'll be the first thing we do in the after shows. You'll tell us how much health he had left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to, uh, I'm glad you guys got to fight this demon. Uh, it's really cool. I thought it was a really cool concept to uh, throw out you guys. This, by the way, I, I don't think we ever said it. they are level five during this. So I couldn't make it like too OP. Mm-hmm. But you guys had like a good amount of help there, which is pretty cool. It's a tough battle for level five. Yeah, it was well, a good, yeah. like, even battle. Yeah. I mean, you guys were whipping its ass. It had, uh, we'll talk about it more later, but it had 200 health. And you got rolls, though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'm glad. This was fun. Jason, thank you for joining us. Dude, thank you so much for having me, man. This is great. Mm-hmm. This, this is awesome. It was awesome. It was a blast having you, man. And, uh, you know, we'll close out this session. Why don't you go ahead and give, give your, uh, tell us about yourself. Give yourself another shout out, man. Yeah, I'll just say pretty much exactly what I said earlier. Um, I host a show called Curmudgeons and Dragons. You can find all of our stuff at curmudgeonsanddragons.com. Uh, or you can find us uh, not only on YouTube, but on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you need a place to start, check out episode 111, where DM Tony gave us his uh, his favorite wholesome story, which I believe happened on this show. It did. It did. I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. You have to go. So like four, 404 fans should check that episode out. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe I'll be on there next. <gasps> Try to guess which one it is. <laughs> Try to guess. You'll know. You'll know. <laughs> but thank you so much again, man. No problem. Thank you for joining us. And uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and roll on to the Patreon shout out. Say bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. See ya. Now it's time for the Patreon shoutout, starting with the Blood Shard Bandits. First up is Benjamin Hayes, as the echoes of metal and the infinite void, sprinkled with mechanized madness, has this warforge contemplating the meaning of life. As he regains his health, his mind wanders, but he is finally able to move. But at what cost? Next up, we have Dylan Snyder, a.k.a. Reese, an Aladrim bard who has recently come out with a beautiful 10-record-long love ballad symphony. This song is sure to bring a tear to anyone's eye as he sings about trees leafing him. Next up is Julius Kendrick, who has been toiling in the lab, mixing black rock with spoiled pig blood with a dash of goblin snot, concocting something foul to spoil our hero's plans. But to what end? The land of shadows is not enough? And will he stop at nothing to see the hero's inevitable demise? Truly unsettling. 
Next up is Reigns, who has been reported missing by the city of Aramore. Last seen, he was working on helping the city become a better place. Something about a water purification project. Any news or leads leading to Reigns' rescue shall be rewarded handsomely. Last up is Troy Scarrow, and Captain Scarrow has been tormenting the Everlong Sea for some time. Transporting prisoners and ungodly beasts alike, a true threat to the sea. Some say the Kraken itself avoids Captain Scarrow's ship, lest it face the wrath of Captain Scarrow. Next up is the Sigi College alumni. First up, we have Andrew Hall, and Andrew has been facing some trouble in paradise as he is no longer the top of his class. An underdog has seemed to have stolen the spotlight, but who could be talented enough to take the number one spot? Artemis hasn't been seen around the Sigic College campus in some time. Kemi Joe said he's taking a well-deserved vacation in the Kambuki Isles. He is sure to be sipping on some fruit punch and knuckle sandwiches in the fighting pits. Patrick Wenestrom is next, and like a silhouette in a dark alley, Patrick is elusive as he is mysterious. A ghost in an empty jacket. Robert Crisp has his hands full with his tiny bread civilization. It is up to him to make sure their world doesn't crumble away. With enough help, they may thrive. Let us rejoice. Next up, we have Saint Chaos, and he has been expelled! <gasps> An appeal is set to be held next month to determine if Saint Chaos should be given a 367th chance to perform better at the school. Some say Saint Chaos will never change, but maybe a heartfelt speech could sway the board. Lastly, we have Warden. Renowned food critic has just visited one of the finest eateries in Aramore City. With a delightful brunch and clean atmosphere, he shares that the Wildside Tavern is a delight to visit. He also hears it's a real hoot at night. Now we're going to move on to Humbreya's heroes. And first up, we have Abdul Rahman, and he is doing well as Dilmore's new local alchemist, with raving reviews saying he's not a jerk like the last guy. Alex Dredd is next, and he has recently taken down a roadside bandit. It seemed that they tried to take the wheel off his wagon while playing some jazz. Next up is Anthony Pizza, aka Sly, and he has been making a killing selling secrets in the streets. It should also be said that his secrets may lead to killings in the streets, but that's neither here nor there. Alara Dawnstar is on the search for a new waterfall, as the last one she trained under uh, broke. The water just stopped flowing. Weird. Man with glass has been found deep within the bowels of a volcano in North Trillis. What tempered glass could he possibly be making in such extreme heat? Next up is Michael Sekarak, an unknown visitor of Humbrea. Who are you, kind traveler? Next we have Nufarius Ducarius, and he was last seen streaking through the streets of Aramore City, waving around a basilisk head, yelling, it's almost like a dragon. Sergio Rodriguez is next up, and ever since his mysterious appearance, the shrouded mystery of unknown vagabonds has also been increasing in presence. Truly alarming. And last up, we have Terminal No Name, who has just reached platinum status in his Rocket Boot League. I hear that's very good. And that's all for this week's Patreon shoutouts. If you would like to hear your name added to this very amazing list of people, go ahead and check out our Patreon link down below to find out more. Until next time, have a great one.